everybody. We are here in the middle of the fire, the forest fire known as Earth. <laughs> and we're in the middle of it right now. So this is Mega Shane. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what uh, Fire Nation y'all done got pissed off over there, but y'all are burning. Lord, what is going on? Today, um, Nick, how are you doing? I'm, I'm all right. I'm trying to avoid the mess. It's a landmine. It's a, it's, it's shit. The TL just the the timeline needed like bleach, some Lysol disinfectant spray, some, oh, and this is just Tuesday. I know. I know. This is just fucking Tuesday. Lord, what is? Well, we just got so much has happened, and we're gonna try to keep our tea positive to some degree. But we, well, we can't not be here today if we don't even talk about the drama that is just unloading. It's just so much from the damn hell, the damn football stuff to Hollywood to men being dicks to white men and women being problematic. Well, it's just everything. Men being happening dicks is not nothing, anything new. That's true. Mm. Men being dicks and not giving good dick is always well, an issue. That's but... <laughs> tell the two shame the devil now. But before we get into the crap, oh, how Lord. are you? You know, I'm doing good. Um, working from home this week, so I'm a little excited about that. Um, been watching a lot of Sex in the City. Because I love that show, and I know some of y'all think it's problematic because they didn't have any black friends until the sixth season. But um, I love the show, and been watching it, and enjoying it, um, enjoying our weather. Because I, re- I just been reminded that we are somewhat in the middle of October, and it is seventy something degrees. Right. So I've been enjoying that. Um, but also just realizing that again, the timeline. If I go on Twitter, it's something new. So I'm always just going to be positive and stuff. So, um, oh, I discovered a new song. That's not a new song, but it has just—it's just changed my life. So, if y'all have—if y'all remember Danny King, let's see. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> not the group because I—not the group, but they had a member. Uh-huh. I think her name was Don, Don Richard. She kind of went on her own, and you know she's doing kind of the dance. Is she? I don't stuff. know what she's doing, um, like, genre-wise. It's I like, like I don't know how to classify her sale. It's I don't know what it is. It reminds me. It's a little bit of how like um, Cat Graham is, you know, but a little bit different than Cat Graham. But I can see them kind of both doing each other's type of music because they both were dancers and performers and singers, uh, which I enjoy Cat Graham too. Um, but um, uh, I, when we were at CrossFit, they played one of her songs, Renegade. And I was like, this is really, I really like this. Like, it was helpful because we were doing squats. And sometimes when we were doing squats, I would do squats to the mm-hmm. beat of the music. So I would, I would beat everybody because they're doing it like, like they're just like, doing it double one. time and everybody's. I'm doing it to the beat. And I'm just like dropping right. to the beat the entire time in my shirt. Because he's like, you're, you're dancing. I can't help it. But they were playing her song, and I was like, I'm really feeling it. So I just discovered the song. I bought the song, then playing it. It, it pips me up. 
um, for work and for our workouts and everything else. So um, shout out to you, Don Richards. But I do, Richard, not Richards, but Richard, I do enjoy your little music. I was playing it on Spotify while I was at work. It's so. funny you should say that because I was watching, uh, during my lunch break, I've been watching Making the Band. Uh, somebody put it up on uh, YouTube. Like, I've been watching them make the band of Danity Kane. And then I was making, uh, prior to that, I was watching them making the band of day, not day 26, but, uh, the band, the rap, the rap group that came prior to them. That was a <laughs> Listen, making the band gave us a classic TV moment. It did. It did. You know, making the band gave us Laurier. Laurier was so extra. Taquita! <laughs> but I, but her boom cat to this day, that's how I will explain uh-huh. steps to people when, when I'm working with my students and they have to get like a, you know, they do like a little performance for the new kids. I'm like, okay, boom, cat, boom, boom, cat. I'm like, wait. They're like, where you get that from? I'm like, man. Right. Like, yeah, I was I in be- the womb yeah. when it was happening. Yeah. Maybe been three, but look up her. She's now on what dance? I, I guess. I don't know. I still know that. Do you remember that one two step dance routine that they had to learn? I still I think so, know yes. that. I, I like through the back of my hand, I know that. I'm like, oh my God, I watched this way too much. I think when it comes to like shows like that, or like when you watch like documentaries, like when I watch classic Jerry Jackson stuff, I think we all like, like try to learn the steps or something like that. Like that, I remember when I was younger, there was like, we had more dance movies back in the day, but there was one one of them dance movies called um, Fast Forward, and I rec- and I memorized every dance move from that, and my mom, I think as a normal girl, she knew I was there, so I always made her watch me do it. Uh, and I was always excited for the girls' part because there was always the kick. And I learned how to kick. To this day, I thought that every... Soul Train is Soul Train's fault, too. I thought that before I started going to dances in high school, that everybody danced like they were on Fame or on Soul Train or any of those dance shows. They always did a kick and a spin. And for some reason, I will always have a kick. And I didn't realize that basically I was saying... This bitch here is gay, but I always thought like you had to kick. That's kick, right? But let's get up in this tea because we got we got some good, we got some bad, we got some downright terrible. Well, well, well let's go to the good, and we'll just kind of just right. go down that spot. We had a, we had some trailers come out in the past couple of days, and. Um, something was exciting. Um, I was excited for, let's see which one we should pick out for. Let's go to the Runaways. Okay, let's go to Runaways. That was kind of cute. Um, so Runaways, for y'all who don't know, is a Marvel comic that was out in the earlier 2000s. It started in the Um, mostly about these kids who found that their super, their parents are super villains. Um, and then they go off on their own adventures because some of these kids were also have powers of their own. Some of them that was um, was sorcerers and others were alien. We had an alien. They also had a lesbian relationship and all that great stuff. But it was a great comic. It's still they. It's still a good comic. 
Um, but it was a very captivating and interesting read. Um, but the trailer came out from Hulu, and it looks pretty good. The casting for the for the uh-huh. kids I thought was spot on, and I enjoy seeing Spike. I think Spike is one of the fathers. Spike from Buffy, um, James. His name is James. Um, he is one of the. I think he's one of the fathers in it. Um, so I'm very curious to see how this. Goes. I thought it was what pretty good. It was. It's interesting. I like the the idea, the concept of, oh, you don't, you have some kind of powers, but your family is against those and is trying to, I don't know, kill you or whatever. Um, I don't know anything about the Runaways because I've never read any of the comics, so it will be interesting to see see how they portray them on the TV. Um. And I like the cast; looks diverse. Um, so I'm, I'm ready to see. I think they have something good. Um, so, and I know Hulu. Since it's on Hulu, that the language will be a bit more adult, as well as the topics yeah. and you know the storylines. Yeah, so I do. I think I in the trailer. I says, think so. He says the F word, right? Or he says this is um something shit or something like this is um um I can't remember what it was. I think it was a thing to Narnia. I was like this is from Narnia or something, something like that. So I, I think this is going to be great. Um, so yeah, well, Hulu Hulu is almost right. the same as FX. The FX said they say the F word and everything on there, especially the oh. latest American Horror Story. Which is Actually, American yeah, Horror Story um, is getting really good. Besides that, and I think Adina Porter. Sorry to go on a tangent, but Adina Porter's character actually found out Evans, uh, his weakness. Yeah, I saw that, but I don't know. I feel like again when it comes to this show, the fifth episode, you're just like, Lord. But I feel like the derailing start early. I'm still watching it though. Like I kind of like it, but at the same time, I'm like, Lord, y'all, come on. I'm always like, come on now. But you're right, it did get good a little bit. I'm just like, mm. anyway, back to um, Runaways. Runaways. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I have Hulu, so I'm actually right. going to actually watch Hulu does Hulu have some good shows of- or some good programming. They, they do. They do. I just get, I mean, with all these separate channels that, well, these other channels you can look at now, I, I, especially with my Roku and everything I get, I see so much. Um, but I'm going to give this, a, I'm going to give it a shot and see what's going on. Right now, I've been looking at Channel Zero, the no in-house. So that's been catching my attention. But Runaways, I'm going to give it a shot because the trailer caught my attention. And I'm also very curious how Marvel is doing this because I realize that Marvel has Runaways on Hulu. They also have um, Cloak and Dagger, which would be on Freeform. And then, uh, again, that's Freeform is a part of ABC, which is a part of them anyway. But I'm, I'm curious to see how these shows are either going to cross lines or maybe not cross lines, or since they're in different channels, so right. I thought they would keep it in-house. And we'll see how this goes, because this is apparently, this apparently is in this Marvel Universe versus Legion and the Gifted that is not in right. the Marvel Cinema. And uh, the Runaways is supposed to premiere next month, the twenty first, on Hulu. 
Um, yeah, I'm interested, and I think it's it's like you said, it's weird that Marvel has things on Hulu, it has things on regular TV, it has things on Netflix. Um, so they've pretty much run the gamut as far as uh, streaming services, or ones that matter. We'll see how that goes. Um, our next trailer is the Justice League. So this weekend they released another trailer of sorts, um, uh, where you know we see a dream. They look. I, they love dreams. Like a, a Zack Snyder thing. Yeah, because he loves like a bright dream. And a lot of his movies, when they have these dreams, are just bright and obvious dreams. Like they're very obvious that they're dreams. But anyway, um, started out with um, Lois talking to Clark. Um, I guess he's giving some type of weird warning. Then we get into the action. Um, it does look a bit more colorful, but I felt like I was just getting a lot of fight story. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I love Wonder Woman was cute in it. I loved. Her, I always like her in it. So I like that putting her more forward as kind of the leader of the team. But um, and then Aquaman, I while I am lusting after him, everybody knows it. I'm I'm a little concerned that he comes off like a like a that or more of like a, a what's that a surfer boy, a surfer skater boy with who's the king. Because all he's doing is like, like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, no, y'all doing my baby wrong. I want, I can, I want, I can understand where you're coming from. Because like Aquaman is supposed to be this regal, no nonsense king. And how it seems like they're going to portray him in the movie is, you know, this frat boy that can swim and has long hair and pecs. But we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to go down that road of what I was visioning, but the, the, yeah, i I want to see I want to see how they do come together, how they work as a team. I am not feeling their their ad, their ads or anything. It's just that all in stuff. But after they showed, um, how are they getting that still... so wrong? Like Cyborg looks like Reynolds rap. Right, the non-stick kind. You know, like I'm just, I'm just feeling it. I'm not, and I wish they would have went ahead and brought in John Stewart because the cartoon had John Stewart. In fact, many people thought that uh-huh. you know Green Lantern was black because of that, and so I feel like they should. If they was gonna do a, you know what they could have done, if they didn't want to bring in John Stewart, they could have left Cyborg out, and I think you mentioned this. They could have put in Nixon. Hot girl, another person of color. Um, maybe, yeah, they could have made hot girl because hot girl in the TV show. I always is thought hot girl was Latina. Could have anyway. different. You know, you could do, you could go that route because even though she was kind of redhead, there's a redhead Latin, Latinos out there. Um, so yeah, I I would like to go with that. Or we could have played the fact that if she's a descendant of many different types. It could have been just both. Ambiguous person of color, you know, just something. They could have played on Vixen. They could have brought in um, 
Martian Manhunter. Well, I don't know. Martian <laughs> Manhunter saw Supergirl. Uh, yeah, but they trash. That's true. In there, and he has on the show. So we could have brought in some other people of color. Just somebody that made sense. Now, somebody will argue that you know, I think in the comics now, Cyborg is a part of. And Cyborg was technically a part of him in the cartoon when they was Powers team back in the eighties. But I, if they was going to do that, then I, I would have wanted them to focus him as a newer member. Like, hey, you know, I'm new and I got to get used to this hero stuff. But we all do something like that. I feel like gonna, I think that's going to Flash in this more than Cyborg. But again, the trailer, I was just like, okay, it still so, looked muddled. Okay, and something about the yeah. cinematography it it doesn't it just looks I don't know messy or jumbled um i wonder if dc in their timeline of movies is going to go more of a magical route like marvel is probably going to do so like they might bring in dr fate or zantana satana or you know other characters that deal with magic Well, they're supposed to be introducing the Justice League Dark. Um, we've already seen the animated version, um, but there was rumors that they're supposed to go ahead and do this with the live version, which would be fun to do. I think it'll give us a break, you know, from mm-hmm. some of the other stuff we've been seeing. You know, I mean, we saw a little bit of that with the Enchantress Oof. and Suicide Squad. I think neat. <laughs> I think it would be neat if they did try to do this. But, you know, bring us somebody new. Bring us someone who can really give us some good quality stuff. Because um, I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, Satana, but also seeing some of the other magical people, too. Like, you have um, Madame Xanadu. You have Jinx, um, who's in the, the, the evil team. And you may have seen Jinx in um, the cartoon version of Teen Titans, the first cartoon, not the second. Um, but Jinx, as a comic book character, is a fascinating character to get into. Um, I would like to see that. Because I feel like that's a good realm to go. I yeah. heard a rumor that Blue Beetle oh, was going to be making some kind of appearance in Justice League. Did you hear that? Um, I heard that, but I don't really care for Blue Beetle. I mean, I know he's... I, I just don't. But, you know, he, he'll, if they bring in the, Lat, the Latino version, great. But I just right. never really care for him as a character. So, um, that's fine. But I would like for them to bring in Vixen. I don't see why they can't bring in Vixen. I think this is an opportunity they can... You know, if I was if I was petty, if I was one of those petty executives, I would be like, since Marvel has not introduced anybody, a black woman superhero yet, let's just put Vixen in this movie. Let that be a surprise. Let that be the, the tea everybody talks about when this movie comes out in a few weeks. Because there's a few weeks this movie's coming out. You know, that's the funny thing. This movie's coming out soon, and I don't even feel it. You know what I'm saying? I felt it more than I felt. When it was coming out, I felt the presence of it. I'm not feeling the presence of this movie. So, I just got to do something. Because I'm going to see it. I got my new yeah, we got pass. A review I'm of going it. to see this. And I'm going to do that. But, you know, Thor's coming out early, too. I mean, soon. Not early, but soon. So I'm like, and already the yeah. reviews of Thor. Now, if they ever cast, so, if they ever put Vixen in a live action feature movie, who would you want to play her? 
What's her name? Gianna Paris. Can she act? I'm saying her. I mean, she was good stuff. Yeah, I got the Or you know what? Yeah, yeah. I would say, um, depending on how they, what age they're going for, I would think uh, Uzo Aduba or Adina Porter or um, yeah. Somebody a, a bit older. Yeah. But. There's somebody who. She's an established model. Um, something like that. You know, maybe there, there might be a might be a tease of like somebody looking in a magazine and you see. Um, you see Vixen. In it. Like you see like her on the cover. Something cute. Because you know Marvel does like little cute stuff like that. Like they'll say like we know that. Cindy Moon, who is mm-hmm. Silk, she was in Spider-Man. Not as Silk, we saw her as Cindy Moon. So uh, just something like that. Just something where we like, oh, okay, we see what you're doing. Or, you know, something where or we saw, like, Wanda, but we didn't see Wanda in Days of Future Past. When we saw um, Quicksilver with his sister. So, you know, you never know. You never know how they will do this. But I wish they would have went that route. Yeah. I'm not really feeling something. So in our, go ahead. And again, this trailer, was, yeah, this trailer was kind of looking wrong for me. But well, then some more trailers. Uh, the Last Jedi premiered last night during Monday Night Football, and I have so many questions. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Is Kylo Ren and uh, oh my gosh, what is a Ray is are they going to be linking up? Uh, is he going to kill what's her name? Yeah, I, what's going on? Yeah, is he going to kill Leia? Because Harvey in that trailer was looking, is he going to like blow up where she like you know the station she in or whatever he's going to do? Because he's trying to break every link he has. He can really become you know. Um, but it just seems like what's gonna happen to go team together is is Ray Luke's daughter or what's going on? Like who's this? Right? Who's, who's zooming? Who is the, you know, all who's zooming? Who? Because I don't know what's going on. Like I'm well, I'm excited though because I'm like I like the mystery of it all. I like that it's making me like oh my god! It, it, I like that it's insp- it was inspiring to me. Maybe think about my own projects and how I would like people to have that mystery of like what's going to happen next and what's going on. And then it was it was it was very touching because you see Leia. Yeah, that kind of when uh, Kylo was about to shoot the the missiles or whatever, and he couldn't. I was like, okay, well, we don't know if he did or not. That little tension. I was like, okay, y'all gonna make her go out like this. Yeah, and John Bodega was cute as little. I like his little outfit um, that he had on his, his new outfit that he's wearing in this movie. I like it. I want to wear it. In fact, I'm gonna see what it looks like because that could be something I may actually use for cosplay or street. Okay, wear. you know we'll just see how that goes because you never know. You never know. I'm already obsessed with um, General Zod's outfit from the original um, Superman two. 
So I'm like, either that or this outfit had on with me because he was fighting, um, what's her name? Plasma. I'm saying, I think it was, and so I like that fight. I like that she's back in it. Um, Bay's in it too. So we got more of, uh, what's his name? Oscar um, Isaac. Oh, his name is oh. but he's Yeah, he was another word. He needed a hug. Yeah. And then the, the new little animals we saw, like, like there was a snow fox or an ice fox, uh, the, the cute crystal fox, and then Pog, the little thing that was screaming. Uh, so Pog is in there. Everybody's in love with Pog. So I'm excited for this. I'm, you know, I can't wait. It's going to come out during the holidays. It's going to be great. And I hope, I don't know what to expect, but I also have seen online all y'all conspiracy theories a lot of y'all thinking that um, Han is still alive, and so I'm like, I, I, I want, you know, I at first I was like, y'all, come on, but I was like, you know what? Who knows? You never know. You never know with these movies. So, I don't know. I've watched it like six times. <laughs> but I was obsessed. I was trying to see if I can catch everything, and I was like, whoo, so much. That's what the Justice League trailer should have been. Right. It should have been like that. It should have been like we should have known why Stephen Wolf is coming there. We should have known more about the mother boxes. We need to know what the hell's going on and if Darkseid's gonna show up. Because if if all yeah, this is happening, you know he's interest. coming. They're trying to move him to the third one. If whatever y'all doing. Yeah, because y'all <laughs> what are you doing? Wonder Woman can do so much. Only do so much. She can't carry y'all raggedy asses all the way through the finish. Come on now. And you know what? If, if my bae is only just screaming and grunting, that's fine because I can use that for other reasons. But I need for him to have more going on in this movie. I need, oh, I need to understand who he is. I need to want Aquaman. to be Aquaman. <laughs> Don't make me regret that. Because if he... Because, you know, if I'm convinced, I'll probably be there in the wedding dress. <laughs> but... If I'm not convinced, I'm gonna probably get up there like Jada Pickett in the middle of the screen, bloody murder. That's what I might end up doing if y'all mis- if y'all misuse him in this movie. I'm just I'm just putting it out there in the right, street. Man. Y'all may hear about me getting arrested in a wedding dress, looking like um, Sade in in another room. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like what? Like what? Me having to break down. On, you know, she done him wrong. Theater. She done him wrong. Like what's wrong mm-hmm. with you? Because they did him wrong. That'd be all my. So what else we got? The well, worst for last. I would say. How about we save the drama? Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna probably come back and talk. About what's what's happening outside your window? All that smoke and fire is real, and so we're gonna probably get into what that is and why, and just how this affects everything. <laughs> All right, I think we'll, we'll come back and get into the the trash. Universal FanCon is a brand new convention coming to the Baltimore Convention Center in April of 2018. FanCon will be a round-the-clock event featuring comics, cosplay, gaming, celebrity guests, music, and more with a focus on diversity and inclusion. Get your tickets now at UniversalFanCon.com because geek is universal. Okay, we are back and we're about to get into 
big old stuff and story today. You can call it a king size issue because it's a lot. It's a lot. So if y'all have been, if you haven't been on a rock, you have seen a lot happening. A lot has been going on lately. Um, just and I like to say that basically this is America burning. Um, I think Paris is burning. Well, America's burning today. So uh, within the past couple of days, we've seen so much happening from issues with the NFL and who can kneel and not kneel and all that crazy stuff. But some of the big stuff that's coming out is the whole Harvey Weinstein issue. So if you don't know who Harvey Weinstein is, he is the co-founder of the production and distributing distribution companies of Miramax and Weinstein Company. And they have helped or produced in some sort of form or fashion the big hits like The English Patient, Pulp Fiction, The Crying Game, Sex Lies and Videotape, Shakespeare and Love, or Shakespeare and Love. Um, and this... When did this story break? Like, this... Weekend this past weekend, it yeah it, it it really broke this weekend, but there was rumblings like earlier, like there was a little bit here and there, but it just really came all the way out. I think someone the floodgates opened, yeah, and then all of a sudden we learned a lot about it. now Harvey. Now again, if you are kind of into that whole scene with Hollywood and everything, especially with one with his company, there has been always talk of him as being kind of a a sexist asshole to a degree-ish. Like, they didn't really get deep into it because he would give a lot of money to charity and he would also have a different kind of people. So a lot of that was kind of covered up because of his, I guess, charitable works. But this weekend, everything just came out. And it was just a lot to take in because you kind of realize, like, well, not only is this stuff coming out, but people knew about this. Yeah, a lot of people, people knew, knew about, about this. It. And... A lot of actresses have come out. I would say actresses because I haven't the fe- the male actors that have come out against this condemning this have been few and far between. Uh, we had people like Rose McGowan, uh, Mira uh, Sorvino. She gave a, a really good. Uh, well, I won't say good, but she gave a important account of her dealings with uh, Weinstein. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow has said something. Um, a lot of other actresses have said, oh, he's done this, he's done that. One model, I don't remember if she gave a name or not, has said he did some really gross shit. He's, uh, Weinstein is even accused of rape and sexual assault. So this shit is not something that they're going to be able to sweep under the rug. It's interesting because it is it is it is basically put everybody on notice, and it's interesting how this is happening because, for example, people are coming after Hillary Clinton, um, which has been interesting to watch because saying how dare she take money from him and she knows he's blah blah blah, he's friends with him. And what was interesting this weekend was a lot of conservatives, um, a lot of Bernie people. We're all pointing at her. And I was like, okay, that's fascinating if y'all pointing at her. But, or the funny thing to a lot of conservatives will post the pictures of Harvey and, and Hillary. But they kind of forgot that Harvey 
was also with mm-hmm. Trump and his family. There's pictures of him with Trump, pictures of him with Obama and that ugly husband of hers. There's just pictures of him with a lot of people. So I was like, if you want to point that out, you have to point this out too. Um, yes, he gave a lot of money um, to charities and, and all that stuff. And sometimes, I, I, I guess, you know, you don't really think about it like he was giving you this money at this time. But as we are hearing, a lot of people are now taking the money and giving it. If he gave money to their political offices or whatever, they're giving that to charity now. Um, it's really interesting how people are quick to try to brand him to Democrats. Um, but not looking at the fact that he's also been friendly with um, some of their best buddies as well. And I also well, y'all leave that fucking woman alone. I'm like, you can't really get on Hillary. Um, yeah, like you can't really get on her when we basically have a sexual predator in the White House as the fucking president. <laughs> so I'm just sort of like, okay, y'all, basically y'all can't say nothing because look who's your president. That's all we need to say. But I found it very interesting that she was blamed for that. And yeah, leave her alone because she is not the fault here. I feel like they love to blame her for everything. I'm like, you can't blame her for this. You can't blame like what if like she may not have really known about his business. Um, I found it very interesting to watch because it was like really trying to pinpoint him. We can go look at everything in the GOP of who they've been working right. with. And like, hell, you got a white supremacist, you got a sexual predator. In the White House, you've had sexual predators in the damn Congress. You've had people who have cheated. You just had somebody who resigned from his mm-hmm. from his and then um, didn't he try to pass some anti-abortion or laws? His mistress to get an abortion. So let's let's not do that because that's a yes. you won't win that. You won't win that at all. You really won't because the receipts are stacked high when it comes to foolishness within y'all little group. So let's not even do that. But they were really pushing so much with that it wasn't even funny. Um, But what I also found interesting is how the media was playing a part in this whole Harvey mess because, yes, there's been good journalism about what's been going on and then bringing up, you know, there have been reports but there's also been people trying to use this opportunity to shine their little newspaper. Um, I'm going to jump on this <laughs> one here and please at me if you want to, Guardian or whatever. The Guardian did something that was very interesting. They um, basically came out with an article saying we contacted you know, 26, uh, 26 uh, representatives of, of male actors that were close to the party and they haven't heard anything yet. And they put that on blast. And a part of me was a little offended by that. Because I feel like, okay, so let's look at this. You're contacting representatives, which let's just think about it for a reason. But let's think about it. If you are like Lynn Manuel, who's very busy, who has projects on top of projects, and you have representatives, sometimes you don't have just one representative. You have like a representative for your music projects, your film projects, your your Broadway projects. So who you may got in contact with may may have let like, oh, I'm gonna let them know, but they may. Have I'm not making excuses for these people, but what I'm saying is, you can't use something like that to how, say, well, we when contact them, them? Like back to us. Maybe not because think about how many emails they get in a day. Think about who. Yes. Um, also, if they are even you know ready to speak on this, if they are even allowed to speak on it, maybe they want to take the time to be like, let me gather something to say to respond to this in a certain way. And speaking of Lynn Manuel, 
I saw that it was some white woman who who attacked I him on Twitter like, saying, girl, you know, saying something like, first of what all, do you have to say for pump yourself? the brakes. And I was like, really? I'm like, really, white woman? I was like, okay, first of all, this man out here, do, try, he is focused on the whole Puerto Rico situation, making sure they're getting supplies, making sure planes go out, raising money. So he may not have seen that right away. He's focused on some other things that have to do with it, where family members are affected, where his people may be affected. I think he is Puerto Rican, so I think he has to, that's a focus for him. So he may not be able to get back to that stuff, but he did get on Twitter and say, you know, I've been busy with that, but he, he's going to get George to Clooney response. said um, the exact responded, thing that um, George Clooney, that I, I, that I thought George Clooney which would is say. Getting, so I'm not giving him too much, but I'm not saying oh he should have he should have said more because i like george clooney and you know he's a uh yeah. originally from kentucky so whatever um Matt, uh, ben affleck on the other hand he said that he's disgusted or he's he said something of, of the sort of fashion that he's outraged by the fact that uh these allegations um from against uh weinstein yeah. but i'm like um were you outraged when your brother or your relative Casey was doing basically exposing himself to people and jacking off in front of them? Were you was outraged in the end? And see, I would say, and maybe he was. I, I, I because I, I, as I was, this is how I see that. And I'm not defending that either. But think about it, that's family. So maybe that stuff they may have kept off. Because, you know, we have family drama that we don't put on live. It is always somebody. But <laughs> it's always somebody like, why you didn't do this? It's always somebody. But, you know, maybe um, they have. Maybe they have. They just don't put their business out in the street. So I'm a part of me, is, I, I see what you're saying, but part of me is like, maybe they handle that. That's family stuff. And I know a lot of us don't want our family drama out there in public. Think about it. If we think about it, if we were like if we had stories like they did in Medea's family reunion, where you you want your mama talking about, yeah, mm-hmm. they were a, I was a junkie. No, I was sold for two nickels or whatever that was to be a whore and a junkie and all that stuff. Like I couldn't imagine my business out there on social media if it's family stuff. So I wouldn't want my business like that. So I'm I'm hoping. They have had that conversation um, where he didn't bring it online. And everybody's like the Baldwins. Like the Baldwins bring their drama on, online. <laughs> they bring their drama online. And some of the Kardashians, too. But I'm just saying maybe they discuss that. But it, it is a good point. He should also speak out and say, like, I don't support him. And I also have talked to my brother on these issues and why it's a private matter. I don't condone him either. I would That would be something that I would be like, okay, I, I feel you. But I also know that he it's keeps, whatever. Yeah. He's going through his divorce. They kept that, you know, offline and everything else. So that's a slight, a slight pass. A slight. That would have been again, okay. If he said, like, you know, I've also had discussions uh, with my brother. Something along those lines. Family matter. But like going back to the victims, like a New York Times ran an article here, and uh, they've quoted instances with Gwyneth, like I said, Gwyneth Paltrow, Angelina Jolie. Um, how Weinstein would basically 
ask for massages when he was nude or ask these um men like in the hotel rooms and whatnot he would ask these up-and-coming actresses um in order to make it in the business uh we have to have a three-way shit like that and like so much so that people left the business to go to a different outlet like costume designing and whatnot it's just what what I don't want this to be is this because so far I haven't seen any women of color that have come out and I don't want this to be some kind of white feminist oh since these white women are affected then it's all now we care and I'm not downgrading or disregarding what happened to them because what happened to them is completely wrong it's completely criminal and he needs to be held responsible i just don't want it to happen i just don't want it to be this along the same lines as that um that women's march that happened you know I, i don't want it to be that yeah yeah No, I, I get that, and I don't want it because I feel like when it comes to women of color or people of color in this industry, for them to speak out is basically mm-hmm. putting them out. It's different. It's different because they have a lot more to lose. A Gwyneth Paltrow can do all this stuff and still get lauded and still get roles and everything else, but if you get a black woman who will do this, like let's just say like... And my niece um, like just recently Williams got an apology from somebody who's the Miss America. Or and that happened, things. what, 1980s? 1985, 86? Right. So... Mm-hmm. You're so right. She just, just got an apology for that. And she... And, and now know, look at her. Jumping on a quick tangent... The fact that she was able to to storm through all of that at that time, you know what I'm saying? Because at that time, she would have been buried in this industry, and she bounced to not back. only have a music career, but to have a movie career, the fact that she was and to have a that's a survivor, a TV you know career. And wasn't she on Broadway too? Yes. Yes, and this. Yeah, she was on Broadway. She was in, she was in Into the Woods. As she was saying, a great film career. We love most of our movies. We still are down for our deepest Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa Williams has given us, yes, we're going on this tangent. Vanessa Williams has given us classics. Colors of the Wind. She's given us Comfort Zone. Save the Best for um, Last. White Stuff. Um, Darling. <laughs> Come on. Talk about it, Pocahontas. All that stuff. She has given us so much happiness. That I'm video, dreaming. That, that crazy hair uh, that I copied oh. for a minute with some weed. Anyway, what I'm just saying the point is. Right. Uh, come on. And she gave us, that uh, what's her name? Betty, from Soul Wilhelmina. Food. So, because Faith fucked my. Faith fucked uh, my husband. Uh, Carrie. <laughs> yes, yes. 
and did the classic, that is which such everybody in their family has that had somebody pull thing. out a knife. <laughs> I know, and I'm laughing because I it's because it's happened in my family several times. <laughs> knives, guns. That's my family. But um, they're probably like, "Bitch, why are you telling our business?" <laughs> pull out everything. So Vanessa Williams, the fact that she has been able to bounce no, back from that type of stuff is amazing. But that doesn't happen to everybody like that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has those chances. And as a woman of color in this business, it may be hard for them to speak out because they may get barred quick. It's not like a white man who can, I'm going to speak out and still get all these roles and still get treated well. Hell, to this day, even though we got the story about Matt Damon, them buried some story about Harvey, he's going to probably still get roles and still be able to produce and all that good stuff. But let that have been violated. Let that have been let like an up and coming, you know. Um, now, this is not to say been, that there's uh, not those stories out, out there. Just that's what's dominating the headlines that we've been reading and been retweeting and been re- all this yeah. that's been swelling down our timeline have been white men women that's been affected. Now, I know there, sh- if he's going to do that to them and they've been holding this in for. 10, 15, 20 years, I can only imagine the stories of the little brown girls that have been affected by him. Or, you know, that, that audio tape of that young woman that he touched her breast, she, she's from another country. So I think of the actresses who come from other countries and probably women who come from, you know, brown-skinned women who come from different countries or even Asian women who come from other countries, um, he may have done stuff to them too. And because they did not know how to respond or how to find help, have been silent for so many years. Like he's like Harvey, the final, he's the final he form of a fuckboy. He's the Yeah, of all of that. Yeah. But what he's done... Right. He is the old Hollywood, or hell, the new Hollywood of all, of all time, basically. But he has been taking advantage of that. I mean, not, he's not... You're not cute. And he's like, a, you, you look, look at him, like, of course he's going to take Your hair's not even. not an attractive man. He's not confident. He's very insecure. So, so this is why... <laughs> so this is why he's doing the stuff that he's done, because he feels like he has that power, and that goes to that whole fragility that men have when they want to use their power for these reasons. And I, and I, you know, I get that we all have our moments where we want to, you know, use a little bit of whatever power we and have. And away with but it. this is very abusive. Been the fact that he's have dealt with this and done this is just ridiculous. Yes. And what was, was the support of some of these actors? Again, you're hearing that story about what was it? Russell Crowe and um, um, Matt Damon, that they buried this story. That's I you haven't been trans for a while. To completely to be honest, but it's like I man, Matt left you Damon, sir, after the Rainmaker. You. I left you when you came for Effie Brown, and she came back. But I, when you, when I watched that and saw how in this economy, trying to tell man, her the diversity is a black woman in this industry. You try to tell her. You know what I'm saying? 
So that's when I was like, it was man, just there. He was just pretty to look at. Walk back from Matt Damon. I wasn't like a fan of Matt Damon, but you know, I would, I would like. I was like, you know, I, I didn't mind him. And now I'm just like, man, you just, and I don't, and I'm not gonna walk away from that because I've read what he was trying to say, and he's been through enough with his alcoholism and. Not giving him an excuse for Lord, he's he's just going through it enough. So I I appreciate him for what he was saying, uh, but at the same time, we need more men to speak out. We need more men to talk about this and to realize that they may have had a big role in how this continued to go through. Um, I appreciate the women who are stepping out, but as you were saying, there's a lot of white women who have been speaking out um, to where I don't want this to become a white feminist power move and you know women of color who also have been a part of this get left behind so hopefully as this maybe some will come out but if if women of color are coming out support them support them don't try to go up here don't be ashy negroes and say some stupid crap just sit up there and like okay all right what we need what we need to do now just don't be don't be an asshole about it because i feel like it's um, the minute a black woman speaks out, it's going to be a crap story. I mean, you see how people are treating Jamil Hill already. Imagine a black woman speaking out about being not able to get roles because of stuff like this. And I believe, I personally believe that black women have not been able to flourish a lot in this industry because they may not have put out, or they may have stood up for themselves, or they may just said no and they did not get so uh, there was a, another article here in the New York Times I mean, uh, it, it was it was released it was, it was published October 5th by Jody Cantor and Megan Towie and there was an article there was a part of here I want to read um, about the Weinstein company um, let me find it here because this is interesting to say the least. It says that um, fuck, I couldn't find it. Uh, let's see. Oh, here it is. It says that uh, the Weinstein Company had a contract saying that they, they won't, uh, well, they enforce the code of silence. Employees of the Weinstein Company have contracts saying they will not criticize it or its lenders in a way that can harm its business reputation or any employee's personal reputation, as a recent document shows. And most of the women accepting payouts agreed to confidentiality clauses prohibiting, prohibiting them from speaking about the deals or the events le- that led to them. So, even if they were harassed sexually or given advances, they couldn't do anything about it because of this code, this fuck-ass code of silence. And it's just, you know he's not the only one. We saw today, Tuesday, when we're recording, that Terry Crews was... uh. He told his story of how he was groped at a party and he couldn't do anything about it except laughed it off. Otherwise, he would be viewed as the big black man, the big black angry man in Hollywood and he couldn't get any work. So these people can't you can't necessarily 
say, speak out because you risk getting blackballed, blacklisted, and outed from a industry that you like and you want to be in, but doesn't like you. And that happens to so many people, especially women of color and everyday industries and uh, the law firms and anything else. So just because these women are quote unquote A-listers doesn't mean that they are not susceptible to the bullshit that everyday women go through. And I guess it bothers me because of the audacity of these men to do this, to do this, and not really think about the fact that like, this could come like, back. What, what could, but it really like, hurts to hear in their defense. Like, what could they do? Like clauses or wherever they go, they can't ousted it from Hollywood. And this, like you said earlier, this goes back to this old Hollywood. In order to advance, you have to sit on a casting couch and degrade yourself. It's, I, I don't know. Yeah, and it makes me really think about what Dorothy Dandridge, what Lena Horne, what they, what they had to do. We saw a little bit of that in, Dorothy, in the Dorothy Dandridge story with Halle Berry, because you know, she had to like to get in car. Well, I'm assuming from that, but I did not Carmen remember Jones, that was such a long time ago that I've seen that. And we saw that she ended up. She ended up what? what was she married to him or whatever to that man? You know, but it makes me think about what women of color, women of color went through back then, especially those women. You know, you know, Eartha Kitt. You know, who hell when she spoke out about something, they tried. They tried to bury her. And for many years, they kept her out of so much stuff. So, you know, it's, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what it was, not just for women overall, but for women of color back in those days. Like, wow. And, you know, in Harvey's letter, I think he said that this has been the culture that's going on for so long. And I was like thinking, well, hell, slavery was going on for a while, too. But I mean, we need to keep doing this. Like, you don't have to do this. You didn't have to continue it. You could have been that person, like you know, I'm, that's not going to be me. You know, it's not going to be me. Um, but it was him, and it's really, it's really unfortunate because I'm thinking about. I think he was a part of Miramax, or so. Therefore, I'm thinking about. Not only, you know, I, you know, you had spring, let's not even. You had I'm not going to get into speculation you know, about Quentin Tarantino because. We already have issues with him, even though I do love Jackie Brown and Kill Bill. Um, mm-hmm. Right. I hope that he didn't. I, besides other things, I don't think. I don't. I don't want to go there because <laughs> you just never. Mm-hmm. But I feel like because he worked with Kerry Washington, if. Something went down. She probably would have said something. Get something out there about that. Right. Go. Uh, let me go through therapy but, uh, or go to right, some kind of outreach so program. Then there was a letter or email like, that Harvey okay, sent girl. to them to not. And this is not trying to work on themselves. We're just getting this information as it comes out. So tomorrow there can be some more 
allegations and whatnot. And I want everybody to treat this the same the same fierceness, the same veracity as you did Bill Cosby. Because we don't know how many women he assaulted and or raped. We don't know how many women there are. And we also know that he's not the only one that's doing this shit. This is just going to get ugly. But you know what? I, I'm Happiness is happening because it is now putting this big spotlight on what needs to be cleaned out of this house. You know, we got to get in there. We have to get into this ugly spot just to, to understand how bad this really is, how we want to see a big change. Because, you know, it, it's, there's, I'll just say it because I've been trying to straight it. White men in this industry is very problematic. They are very problematic and we're seeing it in so many ways. This is why it's important to have diversity within the industry because hopefully this culture will be broken. Um, and hopefully they won't be adapted by other women of color to be like, oh, what they do, whatever I do. <laughs> no, you break it. Because y'all should know as men of color, they will come get you quick, quicker than what they did with them. They will not be second or third chances. It will be half the of a first chance. So I think it's important that this mode is broken, and I feel like with diversity, it can change. With more women in the industry, it can change. More men of color, people of color in this industry can change. This old white man's group has been toxic and ruining everything in this industry for way too long. And it's not just well, we, not just Harvey. He's Vincent, still getting work, um, isn't he? Supposed writer, to be uh, having a new uh, a new movie coming out. Coming out. So, like, even if all this crap goes and, out, Harvey. Granted that yes. his name has been uh, like uh, erased from the production company, and he's been outed. Uh, on the board or whatever. But still, you know, he could still fail up versus people of color. Nevertheless, queer people of color, we fail or even stumble once and that's, we might not even get another chance, a second chance. No, that's very true. Because um, think about it. So this, we don't have many queer people of color in this business producing writing. We have a few now due to Midnight and Moonlight. But also think about these Lee's um, when we had um, her movie that came out about black lesbians. And so, you know, I'm optimistic that we'll get more of us, but that stigma it's tough because if we mess up, we're out. I mean, I think of what's his name who did um, Noah's Ark, Patrick. Um, never really heard much from him. And I feel like, you know, if you're not playing the game like Lee Daniels or like Tyler Perry, then you have to be, you, like, I feel like you think about it. They are playing a game. 
You got Lee Daniels out here saying things like, you know, I created this white character in Star because I want America to live. We, you know, saying things like that has kept him, I guess, in this industry. I, I know he just recently said that he, uh-huh. he, he made the table. I'm like, he didn't make the table. <laughs> he did not make the table. You just made a seat. You just brought a plastic seat to the table. Anyway, I just feel like, as you were saying, when it comes to us, people of color in this industry, we have it worse. And then we, we, we step out of pocket. You never hear from us again. Never. So, I'm glad this is happening because it is shining a light on all this stuff. And I'm hoping um, as more stuff comes out that people of color who have been affected by this will speak out more. Shout out to Terry Crews for bringing his story out there. black man because, at that. You know, because, that was, you know, it's... That's something... You know, that shit happens in the club all the time. Talk about these issues. Knowing that you have... Yeah. You have, you have out here coming at Yeah. All the time. And that could be another... That's another story for another day because I feel like in our culture and gay culture, my God. My God. <laughs> from everything... Yeah, it's... From and then if you reject it or you get out of pocket, kind of into a club, then they I act like they were doing you a favor. Um, this, right. This, yeah. I didn't want you anyway, nigger. Like that's that's having, you know. So it's always it's these things. But uh-huh. as we think about future topics, I would love to kind of get into what happens in the gay porn industry because you think about you think about what's happening now. How is that handled within the industry? Because we've seen it happen in straight porn, where you know people have been accused of rape, and you know that is taken very seriously. Um, women will speak out, and sometimes they're, you know, I think uh, something happened with a porn star recently where he's he was very popular, but he was accused of rape, and I think one of them committed suicide. Um, one of the women committed suicide, I believe. Um, so if there was some issues there, but I'm very curious to know what happens in the gay porn industry because I don't know if they look at it as assault or do they just move? They don't speak about it. They don't talk about it. I'm very curious. So. Yeah, that's I would love to know a whole another topic like to that, get into. That's a, in our culture, I don't know how we properly handle this stuff like this. But I, I think we kind of we, we we dug in this as much as we can. We can continue the conversation online. So as we post this, you know, episode, please yeah. chime in. Let us know what you think and. and, and we only just begun. And like, I think like like we we're into a month. Right. And like always, route. you all can follow Blood. us on Twitter. <laughs> the podcast is at Megashine Pod. I am break. at Porter Pizzazz. Victor is at Wonderman5. You can follow the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Go ahead and uh, click that subscribe. Give us five stars and a comment. Uh, you can contact us at megashine6 at gmail.com for any questions, comments, uh, topics that you want us to discuss on the show, uh, anything of that nature. Um, Let's see, anything else before we get up out of here? It is coming out today, so we might have to 
Shit, I don't even know how uh, I came out. Um, I forgot. It's mental health day today, and then tomorrow's coming out day. So let's save that for the TL. Let's 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 save it for the timeline. <laughs> I I came out. Right. I came out. So until tomorrow, well, next time or whenever. There's a lot. I think I need another drink. Bye. So we'll get back to y'all soon, and we'll see y'all next week.